All right, all right, all right. Welcome to We Are Something Else, episode 114, Note to Self. And we're back. <sighs> it's your boy Kaleo. Uh, there's CB, there's E. Rich. What's good, fellas? Hey, man, it feels like it's been a minute. Right, right. One week and it feels like it's... I, I, I lost control of how to do all of this. <laughs> oh, we're, we're here. Exactly. Has it really been a week? Right. It feels it feels longer than that, right? Yeah. I mean, and it's it's been like a long ass week. Like, I mean, we, we had some, you know, we got some circumstances that couldn't put us on last week, but I mean, I wasn't going, I wasn't going to let it take us out this week out. I mean, because I mean, it's, it's a rhythm, right? And, and when we took the the vacation, it, it, it we kind of stayed with it a little bit. I mean, but yo, when when your mind is is in a million places at once, it you know it's it's tough to do anything. But we're back, and um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot shoot to go ahead and start off. First, CB, how are you doing, brother? I'm good, bro. Okay, E, you good? I'm good. Okay. Okay. Now, a couple of y'all may be wondering what's up with the backdrop, right? You know, normally I don't, I don't do the shoe side. I don't, I don't display some of the sneakers uh, behind me. Um, but you know, there's some a circumstance going on in my studio right now where um, we're under construction. There's a if I never see another fucking squirrel in my life, I would be. I'll be okay. I'll live a good life and I'll go on and I'll, <laughs> things will be a-okay. But uh, I think I, I talked about this a couple weeks ago. There was, you know, we had some issues in my in my ceiling. I had a, a squirrel uh, infestation in my house and, and I thought it was like a, a mother squirrel had, had come and, you know, found this little hole in my, my fireplace in, in the wall, uh, between the fireplace and the house and just crept up in my ceiling and you know, had a what? What do squirrels have? They have a litter, whatever. You know, yeah. had a litter, and she was just you know nesting her squirrels in in my ceiling. And that was the last thing that I believe I, I told everyone on the show. Well, there's been like major de- <laughs> Rashad. What's up, brother? Thank you for joining us. Uh, I should look. I need a drink too. Um, <laughs> but look, it's gonna be that type of night. But um. So yeah, major developments, and I, I want to shout out. I was gonna, uh, I told him he could be on this week, but I think next week when we have more time to put the show together, uh, we gotta bring BJ back uh, from uh, Lane's Termite Pest Inc. Uh, me and that brother have become really tight <laughs> in the past <laughs> week and a half, two weeks, um, and you know, there, there's some stories to tell where I think we're gonna need like the the yin and yang, like we're gonna need the, his side and we're gonna need my side of the story to complete the whole scenario but anyways um so i like I, said, I thought it was a, a, a issue with the mother just we thought we found a hole through the the crack of the fireplace in the house okay and at a certain point like we set traps couldn't find them right you know we, we had got the mother actually we got the mother out earlier and i was like oh this is gonna be easy catch you know that was last week we got her out like early as all we gotta do is keep baiting these traps we don't get them up out of here okay so Two weeks later, you know, there's like a fleet 
of like it went for a while. It sounded like one was just kind of whimpering around. I was like, oh, they're dying in my ceiling. You know, they're, they're not getting any nourishment. And I was telling BJ that I was like, look, yo, I was like, I think they're just dying up there because I mean, I don't hear that much activity, but there's still one kind of moving around. After I said that, like the next day, it felt like five were just back and forth in my ceiling. I was like, how are they surviving? Where are they eating up there? And BJ was like, they got to get another source of protein somewhere. I was like, it's impossible. Anyways, cut more holes in the walls. Uh, one that I'm looking at right now in the studio, wires dangling, because they, they took the overhead light out in here too. Crazy. Anyways, okay, let me speed this up. So, just so happens this past week, uh, I, I'm on my, I look at out my deck, and then there is a squirrel sitting on my deck, like in my patio furniture, just looking at me, chilling. Like, you want me to, he wants to sit down and have a talk. So, and I've, I've come very fond of my, my pissed, my BB guns. BJ won't me say BB guns because he corrected me one t- once already. Uh, and I, I, I fired at it because I'm tired of seeing squirrels. I fired at it. And my shot is horrible, and I missed, right? <laughs> but it was close enough to graze him, and he didn't move. <laughs> he looked at me like, motherfucker, what was that? And I was like, why isn't this thing moving at all? So I opened up the patio door to get a, a real close shot. And then out the corner of my eye, I saw another squirrel entering what, what's a, a access point to, like, it's an exhaust for my for a vent for a fan vent in the house and i didn't realize that it was sealed i didn't realize it was open that's what and we never looked there so i see a squirrel hiding out in there and i was like you motherfucker that's how you getting in so i'm thinking the whole time it's like one they're having like a squirrel orgy in my ceiling daily like and that's why that's why like none of the like none of their energy had depleted because they were bringing they were Ubering food from like some squirrel service every day into the and I was like that's how you're getting in. Let me tell you, I've learned a lot about squirrels. They're super aggressive, and that squirrel that I shot at wasn't leaving until he got whatever he was trying to get out of my house out. So after we got them out, we taped it up. All right, a lot of other stuff happened between them. Now I'm gonna save that story for when BJ comes on. Uh, so we taped it up. Next day, I come back, and it had been clawed at. So literally, like something was either getting in or getting out. And it looked like from what they were trying to break in to get whatever was left in this house out because it's been three days going on four, and there has been any action, and the new cover on the back is still in place. <sighs> Fucking squirrels. So that's that's kind of been... The the comedy amongst everything else, but uh, all right, yeah, let's uh, let's just get to it, yo. We uh, got a little bit of time tonight, so fellas, let's wrap. All right, so you can't if you haven't seen this yet, or if you if you if you've been under a rock or in a ceiling looking for a squirrel, Dave Chappelle dropped, uh, which is the last of his deal with Netflix called The Closer. And no short of con- any controversy, we know Dave, and Dave is not going to bite his tongue. And I, I mean, I, I, and I think, and I appreciate Dave for being who he is. We all know who he is. He's not afraid of the joke, of the punchline, because anybody can get it. And there's no malintent because he talks about everybody. 
But in this one, um, the community, you know, the LGBTQ, I may be missing a letter, I don't know. They they felt like he was picking on them specifically. Most likely the transgender felt like he was really attacking them. And it's kind of, well, they thought it was going to be cancel culture for Dave. But then last past week and a half or so. That's not quite what's going on right now. But I want to get you guys' opinion on this. Um, so let's shoot. Well, I I definitely saw it. Um, it. It was actually pretty good, and it's it's typical Dave. You know what I mean? Like it it was is what you expect. You know, you expect the. So I feel like he's, you know, if you think about it, he's probably one of the 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 better comedians that has matured in the joke telling stage. That then also becomes what's actually happening outside, and that you can. Right. If when I watch this five years from from now, I'm gonna remember what climate it was when this when these jokes were being told compared to some that are just witty jokes. I'm gonna tell you just like a, a half-assed story about you know my family, whatever. Like he tells the shit that's real time so that you can stamp on it, right? Yeah. Um, but long story short, I think that it goes to show that the people who are always probably more upset are the people who aren't listening because the whole entire last, I think 25 minutes of the show was him breaking down his actual friendship with somebody from the community, understanding them. Right. And even having a whole story of, it wasn't just like, I'm doing this to show you that I'm not who you think I am, but really wholeheartedly did it. And then broke down how their own community then bullied yep. on the other side, right? Mm-hmm. And then to no avail, the family of that same person or the, the, the same woman that he that he ended up, you know, befriending is backing Dave up. Absolutely. On the level of you, y'all not even listening, and then y'all was the ones who were definitely giving out some of the harsh critics and bashing this person for doing what they were doing. It doesn't even make any sense, and it was just like it's one of those things where you like, did you even listen? And then the very closing is probably the best part of the show: is stop punching down on us until we have the conversation that y'all swear to God that y'all want to have, but y'all never come up and and have that conversation with us, right? And I think that's what it is, bro. Like, I think if it it could be made clear, (laughs) I mean, damn, you know what I'm saying? Like, what else, what else does he have to say in order for them to identify what the whole intention of that, that whole closing bit was about? Right. And I feel like, like the attack on Dave is, is half the story is being told. Like they, half of the jokes are being brought to the forefront and they're using that as the ammo to attack Dave. They're not, the whole story is not being told as far as what he's, the point he's trying to get across. That point is going missed. Go ahead, CB. Yeah, I definitely agree with you that Dave is one of the best nowadays, as far as like the social commentary, he's always, that's always been a part of his um, bit, but he definitely as He's grown and matured. You know, I, he's elevated that, uh, even further, I think, in his in his comedy. So, um, I think that the, a lot of the people that are mad are like they were never. 
going to give this special a chance in the first place. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the the concept of no, you're not listening, like you're missing the message here. I think that there is some truth to that. I can understand, um, you know, to a certain degree where they're coming from in terms of feeling, you know, like they're being picked on, but it's simply said, like they're missing the joke, which is like Absolutely. kind of, you know, like that it, Dave, he's our, we, he doesn't even need our, our backing. You know, it doesn't matter that all three of us, you know, watched it within like, you know, probably the first 24, 48 hours that it was out. Um, like he doesn't need our support. He's already got Netflix. So, um, <laughs> You know, it's one of those things where I think what the uh, CEO said, where he was like, you know, on Netflix, you can choose to watch like um, really terrifying or uh, really graphic shows, or you can watch like raunchy stand up comedy or whatever. And, you know, right. it's like we're we're not here to basically send like part of the reason they appealed to Dave was that they weren't going to censor him, you know. Right. And, and I appreciate you got to appreciate Netflix for siding with Dave more so because you don't want to. Um, that's a relationship you don't want to break. I mean, you gave the, the guy that you you had the six. If you want the guy to come back, do another six specials for you. You 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 know, you 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 side you back him up um, and just know, like, at a certain point. The Dave situation will blow over. Right, you know, because there's, there's there's always another fight. There's always somebody else. Dave is just the hot topic right now to get your to to, to get into the 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 news because he's hot right now. So we can piggyback off of what Dave said, and now this is this is you know another way to keep the calls going, right? But he he even he, Dave talks about everybody, right? And then like the the, the I think the huge point that that goes missed. Is when he referenced the baby. When he said, you know, the baby shot and killed somebody at Walmart. And it did not ruin his rap career. He went on to be a successful rapper. And he made, you know, some some immature comments and unresearched comments, which, you know, they were wrong. But, you know, this is, you know, that this is going to be that shouldn't be, this is going to be the death of him, not him killing somebody. And I mean, and and like you said, and I think a lot of his stuff now is social commentary, you know, a lot of the slapstick comedy he used to tell is, I mean, it's, it's still there a little bit, but a lot of his stuff, Dave looks at what's going on and he's going to give you the breakdown and then he's, but he's going to throw a punchline in it too, just maybe so you'll get it just a little bit more within the joke. Yep. Um, it was a good special though. I mean, it wasn't my favorite out of the the six, um, but it was a good one. I, I, you know, I appreciate, um, I appreciate. It. And Dave even said this is the last one for a while, maybe because he knew the backlash that was coming from it, but maybe not. Who knows? I mean, it's time to take a break. The guy gave us six, but I think that's that's where he left it though. He said, "Look, like we've been when I when I started out doing this was all." to get to the point where you had always talked about wanting to have a sit down and you have yet the funny part was what was the joke about like the women's movement the 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 um you know what i'm saying the mm-hmm. the um what was it the me too i'm sorry yeah. what was 
cancel. And he was just like, listen, I was even trying to campaign for you. I tried to tell y'all the way to do it. Stop hiring this dude as your agent. Go get a female agent and say, you're not talking to me until, until you talk to her. And he was like, but you guys went about it a whole nother way. And now you're looking at like, well, damn, it didn't it didn't work out. And he said, so what are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? And he was like, then he ended the joke with, clearly, you know, well, I guess you, you know, hired me. <laughs> and then we, <laughs> you know, it's like, but but it's like, it's the truth in the joke to say that right. you do the things that were, that you wanted to do or that could have got you into that yep. better position. And for that, now you're still back in the same position to mm -hmm. then go through the cycle again right. because you had the chance to change it and you didn't. Right. So it's a, it's a genius in storytelling. I mean, and that's just what it is. It, it's a, the way he tells us, and I don't know if he writes all of the jokes, I'm sure. Uh, Ashy Larry, I can't think of his name right now. Donnell. I think Donnell chimes in a little bit. I mean, but like I said, the way those guys put together that that the that commentary is just amazing. Um, so but speaking of like things that happened in the past week that that probably will not blow over, and there, there'll be, I mean, it's just gonna it's just still stirring and bubbling. Let's let's talk about this right here because we got a we got a, a Raider representative in the house. Um, so John Gruden resigned Monday night in the middle, well, early into the football game that was on Monday night. Uh, we got the breaking news actually getting ready going to half, I think, because they had everything together. John Gruden resigned because of some uh, email that surfaced from 11, 10 to 11 years ago about a comment he made about a, a um, E, who was it? Was it an executive, a GM. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was a uh, executive, uh, somebody Smith at the time. A black, had, a, a black executive. It was Demora Smith, who was the uh, the head of the players' union. Yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it was um, during where they where they possibly thought the lockout was going to happen. Right. Okay, that around that right. time. Okay. Um. So he he made uh some racist remarks. Uh, did, did they ever release what he said? Because I, I I know for a while they were just saying that. Yeah. Racist remarks. I hadn't seen the transcript or the email. Well, the, the, that one that was directed to him was he said that his uh, lips look like Michelin tires. Jesus. Uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty bad. And so from there, like, I think Gruden addressed, addressed the, the, the one email within, um, I guess, within a couple of days that it had surfaced. I think Thursday it came to light, then Friday it kind of surfaced. It, you know, he, he, he Gave his side, or maybe he, was saying, he even coached the game Sunday. But Monday night, there was uh, breaking news that there was more. <laughs> it just didn't stop there. This is after, you know, people always say, I'm not that kind of person. I'm not racist. But, you know, the saying is, you know, people who drinkers, the people who are mad, all the, tell, they tell the truth all the time. And so when people say they don't have one racist bone in their body, most likely that's because they have more. <laughs> so go ahead uh let, let's start with cb and then e, you can you can you can you can give us your opinion um so <laughs> the i think the unifying factor that is john gruden he has brought many groups together through this because he literally offended basically <laughs> anybody if you are a human being on this earth 
he in some way insulted you in some form or fashion in these emails. Um, he was doing his best Chappelle bit. Uh, yeah, and the thing is, I don't think it was a bit. You know, it sounded <laughs> it comes a lot off a lot like uh, Good Old Boys Club, um, mm-hmm. especially when you know who these emails were being sent to, and it's actually just kind of wild how all of this is even coming about because it's almost like the general public believes that oh, there were just these emails that surfaced from John Gruden 10, 11 years ago when it's actually, no, there's an investigation going into the football team here in Washington. <laughs> and we these, kind of like booking in it. Yeah, like, these, <laughs> like these emails are stemming from, uh, and I could, maybe there's something else that I'm not aware of, but I'm uh, under the impression that this is due to the DEA has had an investigation into like the head trainer at the football team for right. extra extracurriculars, like things that he's doing outside of. Did they the ever game. break that down? I had that to talk about. I figure we we have more, but since you you brought it to light, did they ever spec? Did they ever specify what what these charges were? Not were nothing yet, nothing yet. Um, oh but I'm under the impression that because of that investigation, that's where this these emails over. come came from. <laughs> um, but and I mean. You know the internet's undefeated, so the memes have been actually pretty great. Oh, but you, uh, you know, it's um, it's it's disheartening uh, because you know this is someone who, um, just as a personality on television, was like he was likable on Monday Night Football and everything, and he never uh, like coached um, a team that you know I rooted for, but his damn brother did. And, you know, <laughs> so like we've had there's been a lot of Gruden stuff in the the Washington area over the yeah. last, you know, seven, eight years. Um, but you don't expect to see something like this or hear something like this. But unfortunately, it's not like I'm not surprised. You know what I mean? Like I'm disheartened. But at the end of the day, still not surprised because anybody can be, you know, themselves when they think that uh, no one's going to find out. Right. And before you go, E, let's 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 talk about this. We all know that Gruden is the sacrificial lamb in this whole scheme. That's why, first of all, the idiot was emailing Bruce Allen's company email. Bro, that is the definition of white privilege, dog. Are you serious? (laughs) There you go. There you go. Like company servers and everything from pictures to emails. Uh, but yeah, so I was going to say, I was about to say, but he was email. Anyways, he, he's a sacrificial lamb in a bigger scheme. They want to, in order to, in order to stop the big fish from getting caught. Cause we know, Oh, it's, it's just not, just, it doesn't stop here. Cause let's be honest. I'm sure he's emailed other people and, they, they they've happily obliged and accepted those emails. None of them were like, "Oh no no no, get that out of here!" No no, that's that's not professional. Come on, now. It, it, we know what kind of club uh, the owners' club is in the NFL, and we know we know what they look like. And I'm just, he's a sacrificial lamb. You need somebody to go down. He's your man. Hey, not to throw this out there, but to throw it out there, um, I'm calling it now. I guarantee you. Clinton Portis is the one who dropped the dime 
on the on the track. <laughs> how do you how do you how do you beat your case right for that for the fraud case that he had, and then turn around and say, ah, even though I bet it, I'm still gonna get back the money because technically I did it, right? Because in the grand scheme of things, him not going to jail and only have to pay it back, you know they had to have something on him to be like, Wait, hey. Port Portis isn't going to do time? I thought he was being sentenced in 22. No, well, again, because even if he does time, it's a reduced reduce sentence based oh, yeah. upon he was he had already – they had already said that he Absolutely. did to get him. So, you know what I'm saying? And then after the fact, because they can't hit you with that, 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 that double jeopardy, it was just like, well, I did do it, but – I'll pay it back. And they're like, oh, okay, well, we'll get you for X, Y, and Z. But, you know, I'm sure you can help us out in some other areas, right? Rightfully so. But anyway, um, yeah, no, Gruden definitely is not the only one. I mean, but this is, again, let's be honest, right? It's it's the NFL, right, where all the owners look like somebody else, you know, uh, or Chad's dad, as, as CB would say, right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for that, you know what I'm saying? You know those emails got to somebody else who feels that type of way. And if we all remember around that time when they were talking about a possible lockout, a lot of things, a lot of people were saying things that you would that kind of brought them to the forefront and said, oh, again, hopefully these players realize that they don't care about you. They care about their bottom line, which is the money, and will get and say and do anything just to get you to play so that they can make 10 times more than what they paying you at the end of the day. Right. And the emails, like, I mean, hundreds of emails, like you said, going to a corporate uh, company, you know, the server in itself is just probably like, you know, rubbing his hands like Birdman, like, yo, just keep them coming. Right. Somebody hit reply. Somebody hit reply all they weren't supposed to like, you know, that name was dropped on there. Um, interesting enough though, when they said it was the, the, the Washington football team that uh, a lot of them were, you know, uh, being sourced to, it was, it, it only makes you think then, right. So much that goes on the family connection that was happening at the time, how that all, how that process and his, and his, his explanation, which again was trash and doesn't mean shit talking about, you know, he was in a very dark place at the time because he was an announcer football was about to be taken away from them all because of, and, and again, it still goes to the privilege, right? The backhand of the privilege, which was what they, he made it sound like here it is. You players ungrateful are doing this so that we can't do the thing that we love the most, which is make you do everything. And we get paid the most for it, for not doing shit. Why is that always an excuse? Oh, I was in a dark place. I was in a dark place. I, I sent that dick pic cause I was in a dark place. What is that? What is yeah, that I don't like? believe you, Brett Favre. <laughs> I was in a dark place. Life was beating me down, so I'm just gonna just talk about niggas' lips and shit like that. Like, I don't. What is that? How does one lead to another? And then Daniel Snyder, who who's supposed to have taken a back seat to the season, and the wife is probably more forefront because they had. I mean, this is probably now you see all the dots are connecting. Right, we know over the the, the off season, the the cheerleaders filed um, a lawsuit against the Washington football teams, like ownership or management levels. You know that that level of um, just uh, harassment. So I mean, we lost um, the guy who does the radio. 
the long the uh, can't think his name now. Uh, Larry Michael. Larry Michael. I was about to say Al Michaels. Larry Michaels. He had to step down. Uh, Bruce Allen fine like finally fired. Let's be honest. This is probably the only reason why he was fired because Dan was not ready to let that guy go. Dan has been quite. I don't. I haven't seen one shot of Dan at all at any of these games this year. Like he's been good, super quiet. And now this, like now every all the dots are starting to connect as far as why they wanted to feel like they had to clean house. It's just, it's it really is just a mess. I mean, the NFL has worked hard on trying to clean up their image, you know, and and be equal opportunists. Talk to Colin Kaepernick about that, but um, let's be real. I mean, I, there, there's way more than emails that go on. This is probably the the more PG thirteen of anything that probably can that has occurred within you know the NFL. And they're letting all of this stuff. The football team they're letting all of this stuff like compound and make it worse because they just decided three days before they play that they're going to honor Sean Taylor and retire his number. Anything that shifts the narrative. The timing is very suspicious because you have all of this email shit going on, right? And you had the settlement with the the cheerleaders mm-hmm. and just the, the workplace environment things that were going on. And lowest now, attendance rate in the in the in all of the league. This, this is season. what Dan deserves. He's a he's a really angry fan divisive boy. little man. <laughs> and, you know, he has a Napoleon complex and it comes out in how he runs the team. Absolutely. And like, but here's the thing, like they're taking one of the most beloved players in the team's history, especially in recent history. And instead of making an event out of this, which is what it should be, these are the kinds of things that you plan out before the season starts. Right. Everyone marks a specific game on the calendar and everything. You don't announce it three days before when you've got a bunch of other shit going on to try to cover it up. You know what I mean? Like, because as a fan base, we all, bro, I got his fucking Jersey right there. You know, like, it's like that. Hey, look over there. (laughs) That's exactly what they're trying to do. And so, you know, it's, it's, and also I'll, you know, I'm, I'm done on the topic after this, but why did these people feel so comfortable emailing Bruce Allen this shit? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, right. Who's the ringleader behind it? I mean, you know, mm. that's that, that is the, that is the, the call. I call it the Colin Kaepernick question, right? Cause that is, that is who is going to further. And the crazy part was, if you remember when they first started announcing it, it was like, Oh, he also made disparaging comments about Goodell. Who gives a shit? Who hasn't said anything about that dude that wasn't bad? Right. Everybody knew that he was the judge, executioner, and 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 the jury. So like at what point in time nobody likes him and he knows right. that. He's definitely like the he's like the David Stern of the NFL. He gets booed at every draft because nobody likes the way that he handles how he's being a commissioner. But again, they always try to silence that, or like you said, try to do the don't look at what my other hand is doing while you're looking at this one because right. of what's going on. But like you said, you know, the disrespect to Sean Taylor and his family, 
the disrespect just to the fans that are like how you want us to be all about this, but you know that there's more behind the scenes that we really should be uh, talking about. And again, but let's be honest, every, whether it's your company or a team, you know, they got something that's like in the event that something happens, we're going to roll this one out. Like oh yeah. Every- we got a plan, but yeah. I mean, they could have did it. The perfect opportunity to do it was, did we just sell an anniversary of, of Taylor's death? Right. It was like a big anniversary, right? They they should have did it then if they were gonna you know just it, it just comes out of nowhere which is so weird and well I don't I'm not gonna say that because it's a, a pause moment for a lot of people say pause coming out of nowhere um let's just <laughs> let's real quick let's talk about this uh so I don't know if you guys watched the Wilder Fury uh the third fight in the trilogy in which the first one was a, a draw. In which I would have loved to see where that scorecard was going ahead. Wilder not, not not Fury down in the last round. You would think that if that knockdown put put them in a draw, Fury was getting ready to win that fight. And exactly. that that knockdown took took Wilder over the top. Anyone who uh, watched the first fight still knows that Fury outboxed Wilder. I mean, it's like it wasn't it wasn't close from that standpoint. But right. talk about and, puncher's chance. And Fury, after that fight, said, I figured him out in the last round or so. I know what to do when we fight again. And he went on to fight a second fight. And you're going to have, you know, Wilder kind of blamed it on. He wore this 40-pound suit of armor to the ring. Who the fuck does that, first of all? He was cocky. You know, granted, you know, the bronze bomber, you know, he's, he's got that one. All that takes is one, and you're out. But Fury's taken that shot a couple of times and gotten right up. So that would kind of ruin your psyche, ruin your confidence. Anyways, and Fury just just dominated uh, Wilder in the second fight to the point where the uh, thing Wilder's corner stopped the fight and he fired everybody. You know, he's one of those guys, let me die on my shield or whatever. Okay. So here we are, the third fight, a lot of animosity, and you got to sell a fight. You know, Wilder does not like Fury. And I think the only reason why he doesn't like him is because he cannot beat him. He's taken his best shot a couple times, and the guy keeps getting up, and he keeps delivering his own shot, right? I mean, because everybody has their their kryptonite, right? You know, um, Sugar Shane had his in Vernon Forrest. Uh, Tyson had his in Buster Douglas. And drugs that night, and women, and alcohol. It took a lot to take Tyson down. But anyways, everybody has their kryptonite, and this right here is um, Wilder's kryptonite, boxing. And Fury's a damn good boxer. He's one of those situations where you don't judge a book by its cover, because this guy, and he's he's brawling. So anyways, I say all that to say it was a great fight into a, a trilogy, and I think I texted one of y'all today saying they could fight ten times, and Fury's going to take not, at least nine, if not all ten of that fight. Wilder cannot beat him, and I think that's what it was. And footage surfaced today of Fury going over to, you know, congratulate uh, Wilder for a great fight, as boxers do, the ringmanship, sportsmanship. And Wilder, you know, kind of punch drunky, was like, no, get out. No, I don't want you over here. I don't have no respect for you. What kind of shit is that? It's a poor sport. Can't take an ass whooping like a man. But anyways, I'll let you guys give your comments on this. Who wants to start? Uh, I'll be quick with it. I, again, probably 
shit, I don't know. It's been that long. One of the better heavyweight fights that we've seen in eons, right? Wish we could have just watched the third one and we didn't really need one or two, right? Um, but I say that to say, you know, yeah, I did see that part. We was like, yeah, I don't respect you. And it was what was said after the fact, right, that uh, oh boy was saying. He was like, listen, I don't understand what his hatred for me is. Yep. But what I'm wanting him to understand it, and it's like to you for you to have that mentality after literally going to war with the man, you know what I'm saying, in the ring and all the stuff that was said back and forth and all of that. You gotta think of how long these two have occupied each other's space for that time frame over, you know what I mean? Like the real animosity comes to this point where you'd be like, I don't even know why I'm mad. I don't like this dude no more. I just know I'm not supposed to like this dude, right? Because I said it <laughs> now I gotta keep it going, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, ultimately, man, we all knew that, you know, Wilder wasn't all he was never really a boxer. He was he was definitely that that one shot. Mm-hmm. He did come across a couple of cats that knew how to box and they just got caught slipping. It still goes to show that there's not gonna be another heavyweight type of kind of feel like since since uh you know, since Tyson, because everybody's bred now to kind of be a better boxer than they are to be that one hitter quitter type situation. And Wilder were going to fight Joshua next. I think that's the, since they He's both the, but he, took it, the L's. Joshua both, just took the L though, right? Yeah, so I'm saying, since they both took L's, that's the only, I think that's the only attractive card now because you don't want to see, Joshua doesn't deserve a shot at the title taking that, taking almost back-to-back L's. And then by uh, Wilder taking it, I mean he's gonna need a, another. I mean that's I think to me that would be it's a name drawer. It's a it's a payday for them. Uh, I don't know about pay per view, but you know, you know I think you put them together. That's probably where they go. Fury. I mean, since there's limited heavyweights for Fury, I mean he'll probably fight a mandatory because he, he the WBC always gives you a mandatory. But I mean. But I think that's the downfall of the heavyweights, though, right? Is because it's so, it's so few in between that that has that. That's why we look forward to the Terrence Crawfords and you know all of them because that 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 pool of 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 boxers yep. so many. But but not only that, it's like the talent level is crazy. Like you, if you miss the 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 lowest dude on the totem pole on that side, is damn near can still beat the 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 number one contender regardless just by sheer how talented that whole that whole pool of that weight class is but yep. not to get off on that because i feel like that's another subject that we definitely need to tackle is the boxing because other than heavyweights no no heavyweights aren't carrying boxing anymore so that's why i feel like outside of this trilogy i low-key would have probably not even watched this fight because there's no fan of there's no appeal to like who's next like even though whoever the winner is you're not even looking forward to whoever they're gonna fight next Nope, because there's them. I mean, then you'll have to have uh, if Joshua perhaps wins against Wilder, you'll have the Joshua and Fury fight happen. But I, I for some reason, I think it's just like Manny and Marquez always found each other. I think these guys they might end up doing it again. Just, I mean, not right away, but I, I just something tells me that there there's. There's enough bad blood. Wilder's ego is big enough to where he's gonna want to see see him again. At least, you know, he still doesn't think that Fury can beat him. 
which is a tough mentality to have when you've basically been beaten two and a half times. So, um, <laughs> like, I, I'm a huge Deontay Wilder fan. I think the idea where you can just end someone's night with, you know, one shot is one of the cornerstones of boxing, yes. you know, popularity. Um, <laughs> okay, quintuple. Um Literally like though those comments were made right after an incredibly emotional and hard fought literal boxing match like a hard fought match mm -hmm. and you know we when we're talking so soon right we we talk about how like we grill some of these players after a loss like in the super bowl you know because we're shoving we're literally shoving mics in these people's faces they haven't even had time to decompress to actually like process what's going on. And I don't think we can necessarily hold those comments against Deontay. I'm sure like literally, I, I don't know the timing of it, but today he also issued an Instagram post where he congratulated Fury and gave him credit and everything. But, you know, it, it, it's it, these dudes, are they're two of the best at what they do. Fury is going to go down as one of the goats. And I think it's a separate conversation, but the whole breakup of boxing within the 1 million different federations and all these Mickey Mouse belts that don't mean anything, it, it's, it works against the sport on every, like in every weight class at, at every level. It's tough. So um, if you didn't have all of that, then you would, be able to look forward to the next fight because you wouldn't have to worry about these two different federations trying to get something together yep. and then figuring out the pay-per-view rights because each federation has a specific That's contract with That's you know one provider so you know because it's it's all based around these other people making money off of the guys that are actually in the ring no. so if that there's there's a reason why mixed martial arts has taken over the combat sports spot the best fight over the best. boxing because in a lot of cases you are getting the best guys fighting the best guys and yep. you're getting a lot of the matchups that you want. Not to say that we get them all, but it happens way more on that side than it does on boxing. Right. And I'm actually, so that's the thing. I remember, you know, we can dive deeper uh, later time, but I, I will say this. I'll close the, out this segment with this. I remember at a time where boxing used to be like a huge family thing for us. I remember anytime Tyson fought, we all got together. But then it's not just that. Like I remember that era of boxing, there was so many great boxers from the Pernell Whitakers, Julio Cesar Chavez, the young Delaware, like that, like that was boxing. I mean, now, I mean, and you had HBO, you had Showtime, yeah, you know, there were so many different entities of boxing, and they everybody fought each other. Now, you know, it's, it's, it's all ego. Aram doesn't want his guys fighting um, Al Heyman's guys because, you know, I got an undefeated guy, he has an undefeated guy, but one of our guys is going to lose, you know, so it's a money, it's a money pool, whatever. But you can make more money than you lose if you, if, if you know, if you don't put them guys in the ring. By putting them in the ring, you'll make more money than you lose. All right. Uh, where are we at? Mm. 
Yo, it feels like I haven't I haven't heard that intro in like ages. Uh all right, uh CB, what we got for that uh copper drop this week? So um we do not have an exact date. We do not have an exact price yet. Maybe but, Christmas. <laughs> uh we're getting rumors that Adidas is gonna be dropping these during the holiday season, which would make sense because it's a home alone themed forum which uh, if you're a follower of Three Stripes, you know that over the last year, there have been a lot of forum uh, renewed interest, I would say. They got those collabs with uh, Bad Bunny. Um, He did a couple different silhouettes that all sold out. Um, Jeremy Scott just did some work with them on them. And, you know, anyone that grew up around the time that we did we all love Home Alone. All like those movies are so much fun that they remind me of Christmas, and they, like it's a great way to commemorate it. A lot of the details are really cool, at least. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is, there's no like these are all just I guess pre shots or whatever you want to call it. Um, the normal forums go for around a hundred bucks. The collabs that they did, all the Bad Bunny ones and those things went for one sixty. I would imagine these would be somewhere in between. Uh, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, th- for me, these, these would be a cop. If I can find them, if they do drop them like that, like, uh, I'm cool with it. Yeah. I'm copping all the way. Yeah, for sure. Like, this is definitely one of those all hands on deck. Like three of us <laughs> need these for like, you know, the next, the next group picture. Like this yep. is the one y'all like getting out this matching to go. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, and I think. That uh, he actually wore a red and white form in the movie, and this is why they chose this silhouette in this shoe. So it's not exactly a form, but whatever shoe it was at the time, it looks really, really close. close. Okay, and uh, with the renewed interest in this particular model, yep. it makes sense that you know they capitalize on it and yep. you know bring it into the fold but you look at like the old picture that they posted it's like damn that really does look like these shoes which is like pretty cool yeah i gotta go back and watch pay attention because i remember him wearing a lot of brown shoes throughout the movie but whatever home alone's classic um yep. but yeah i'm cop all the way all hands on deck yep uh who wants to shoe and tell anybody can you take i it? mean i'm here uh and if any of you guys uh, have seen my Instagram story in the last 24 hours, you know what these are. But again, it's a box that we're familiar with around these parts. These were the last ones on the must-have list for the year. Mm. That don't mean but, you're going to stop buying for the year, does it? Uh, I mean, that's never the that's you know never Oof. what that means. But the cool gray. Clot and Sakai LD waffles. Jeez. Um, yep. You know, got the it's all the regular Sakai stuff. Double, uh, yep. double tongue, double laces, somewhat see-through mesh up here in the front. 
Uh, gray and blue. The blue check is 3M, which is dope. Nice. And I do, do I have them over here? I don't have them over here. Uh, they came with like these baby blue laces, which um, probably taking out the double laces and uh, swapping those in. But uh, yeah, we totally went crazy on the Sakai's this year, and I'm not upset about it. <laughs> it's a damn good shoe right there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, clearly not matching that shit, but no. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, oh, and also shout out to Sage and coming up with the heat. Listen, her her booty three thousands are like yep. the best shoes that I've ever. Sage, seen. Sage is winning. Ah, well, we go in here. You know what? I couldn't help it. Yep, couldn't help it. Um, I saw them come out. Well, I saw that they were releasing them, and for me, with this shoe, it's all about the colorway. And I feel like everybody dogs the one colorway. But for me, I got to have a white and red pair. Like, mm-hmm. classic as, as, the, as the silhouette is. This is actually my favorite colorway of the shoe. Not the, not the OG. You not, know, the not the neons. Not the neons. Yeah. The reason why is I felt like, I felt like the, because everybody had them, right. nobody was checking for these. So I was like, I'm going to stunt with these and they're going to be super clean while everybody else is still trying to get the outfits that match like everybody else's outfits. Right. Dope. Okay. Dope, dope, dope. All yeah, right. you're not going wrong with 95. Um, so I think I, I talked to you guys one day um, that I scored something and then it's it's a collab that uh, that they've done before with um, other other brands Especially Nike, most like Nike. Nike's always done a collab with this, with, with what I'm about to show you that I've always wanted, hard to get a hold of because everybody else wants it. But I do have the a collab, just not the collab that I wanted. So then, I love Keith. I love Keith thought you was about to pull out like some squirrel man shoes or something. <laughs> oh, shit. Davy Crockett hat and all that. No. So House of Terror. Oh, and um, those Halloween shoes from last year still escaping. I mean, ninety fives, right? So we got nice. Freddy, Freddy Krueger. Those are tough. Collab with the Vans. Mm-hmm. Tough. Nightmare on Elm Street. Those are um, fire. Yeah, everybody knows. I've always wanted the. I wanted the Air Max. Um, Freddy's that they were ninety fives, right? Yep. Those Freddies last year? Last year. Took major L's trying to get them. I mean, and the StockX resale, I mean, compared to what, what they should be, compared to the, the well, we all the we all know the dunks is ridiculous. Forget that. But those uh, Air Maxes, I mean, they're within, they're, they're a little bit without, out of range of what I would pay for a resale. But yeah, I saw these out of nowhere and I was like, oh my God. Like, yeah. That time of year too. Yep. Um, what, what's the two. shoelace? What, what's the is... black with the blood splatter? Ah, okay. They went fully committed to that scheme. Yes. and yep. I love it. And then uh... the the inside for me almost like that vintage kind of like that uh, that vintage leather look. Yep. Yep. 
I almost feel like you got to throw on some Fab and Jada and rock those. You know what I mean? Right. You got to, especially with that. Um, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what you pair it with. I mean, I guess khakis. Maybe even get the, the sweater to match. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, I don't know if you guys seen that collection, but uh, the Friday the 13th slip-ons are actually pretty dope. Um, the Shining, they, they got a couple of different pairs of, of, of Shining collabs. Uh, the Gremlins, uh, you can do customs with the Gremlins, which is pretty cool. Um, like it's uh, a Friday 13th shine. The hoodies are dope too, but uh, yeah, that was the one need to collab. So, uh, all right, well, look, we we right at kind of time where we wanted to be at. I want to thank everybody for watching. Um, let's try to get we'll get back on track for sure next week. This has been it's been some crazy, you know, at least on mine. I have. You know, everybody else is going through probably different things too, but geez, it's crazy on my end. So, but um, yeah, that's all we got. Um, anything else? Oh, hold on. Let's just do this so, real quick. Let's, let's bring everybody together. All right. So, look. this weekend, if you're not doing anything, hit up DC Shop High, save 10%, WRC 10. Uh, go check out some of their fabulous deep dish pizzas. You know, Grant is doing huge things. You know, he went and fed Elliot in the morning the other day. Whew. Um, Got on the radio, did an interview. Um, yeah, save 10%. Um, we gotta get Grant back on here too to talk about some of the, the success stories that he's that he's had with Shopify. Um, but yeah, shout out to those guys, and that's 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 all I got. Yeah, like, go. share, subscribe, like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Tell everybody, tell, tell everybody. your mom, yep. tell your dad, listen yep. to on our on <laughs> on the way to Aspen. Hey, oh, look, there you go. Right you know, there. all that. All that, all that good stuff. All that good stuff. <laughs> all right, y'all. We got something else. Peace. Peace.